Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. With that, we bring in from the York Daily Record, Frank Bodani. Frank, welcome. Happy holidays. So great to hear you. Hey, thanks for having me on. Great to talk some football with you here. Absolutely. We need, we need to do that and get ready for the, the bowl game and, and everything else. All, all the bowl games, right? Yeah, all of them because everything starts. Cool. Yeah, Friday it starts. And uh, then two weeks from Saturday, it's Penn State and Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. It's been interesting. We know how the season finished. And then we know that Brent Pry, like the inevitable was that Brent Pry was going to get a head coaching job someplace. I felt like right. I felt like Penn State avoided the inevitable for a couple of years. So it now it's when the inevitable happens, how do you how do you react to it? So when you look at James long term contract stability at the top, Sean Clifford coming back and what it can mean for the young quarterbacks that he's there, and hiring Manny Diaz with this recruiting class, what kind of ten day period has Penn State had since the season ended? Dang, Steve, it's just as busy for us as a, almost more than a game week. Yeah. Just doesn't doesn't end here. Uh but you know what? The key to me is that you react and strike quickly because that's probably how you're gonna get the best options to uh fill out your staff to help your team move forward and that's what James has done. I mean he has a track record for doing that. This isn't anything new. Um, but here's the other key is that they kept Anthony Poindexter, it appears. So, yes. Um, that, to me, it's almost as if, you know, hey, Manny Diaz is a big name, and that's like, uh, you could say that's his biggest hire in a way. I mean, biggest splash hire. But it kind of goes in coordination to me with Poindexter, who could have left to be a head coach himself, was close to doing it at least, it seemed like. But to keep him on for another year, I mean, we saw the work he did in year one. Um, that combination, to me, really stands out. Right, yeah. Were- yeah, you see the development of Jaden Reed. You see the development of uh, of Keaton Ellis moving over to safety. And Jair Brown's development, I thought, was, you know, I thought Dex played a huge role in that. Yeah, and it's not a position in the past that Penn State is necessarily – flourish to this level to have two guys that have done so well at the same time so not and these are junior college transfers i mean guys who might have had some see you know some upside but no guarantees and to have them play the way they did i think jair you know if he comes back for another year and follows brisker's kind of mold so to speak right. i mean he's on the verge to me of being a big time playmaker, his hand it's always around the ball. I mean, that's great prognosis for next year if he can come back and you know, just finalize some things there. Well, Sean Clifford is coming back. Uh, what does it mean for the twenty twenty two team? But also what can it mean for the young quarterbacks to be in a room with somebody that's been around the block that is willing to share information the way Sean does? Mean, would mean everything. Who's more experienced coming back as a quarterback in the country than Sean? I can't imagine there is anybody. And he's had, and not just that he's been a starter, but that he's had the he's had to go through an uneven time in his career, which I think makes you can make you a much better teacher. 
Um, I think it's not been all easy for him, which he's been able to push through that. And, you know, he shows not just his loyalty, but, you know, his willingness to uh, lead this team going forward to something better. And these guys, these young guys, Penn State goes from one of the more inexperienced quarterback rooms in the country without Sean to, wow, they don't need to go to the transfer portal for anything. They have a guy, I mean, I just don't, I don't think you can emphasize more. This is a great situation for Penn State. I don't know if all the fans would see through to all the benefits of this, but I think if Sean can stay healthy, first of all, there's no reason why he can't have a year similar to Kenny Pickett. I, I, I mean, he's that's I keep it's, I keep seeing that in my mind. He's right there. His team is close, invaluable for two big time prospects to be able to learn from him. See, I, I look at exactly what you talked about, which I think is very fair. But I look at, for example, C.J. Stroud. All right, didn't have to play right away. He had Justin Fields in front of him. He was able to get himself into the position. Bryce Young, he didn't have to play right away. Mac Jones was there, just like Mac didn't have to play right away until Tua got hurt. You know, and you can go through the long list of guys. There's so many quarterbacks across the country where they, he's a freshman. He's not a freshman. Quote, the guy's a redshirt freshman. There's, it makes a big difference. I think the ability where there's no pressure on you to, to for it to be go time and you've got a guy you can pull aside and say, okay, Sean, tell me, what did you see out there and why did you make that decision? Yeah, I like the room even without Sean in a way. But Christian Vey's only played one half of one college game. Exactly. Yeah. No matter what he did. And did a so, great and did a great job to his credit. And and who was oh, the first guy who kept talking to him on the sideline when he came off the field? Right. And people also gotta understand, look at the seat look at the Penn State schedule the first half of next year. I mean one of the tougher opening six-game schedules, I would think, in the country. Kind of nice to have the security of your senior quarterback there deleted. Uh, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, all right, so now Manny Diaz comes in, and we talked about Anthony Poindexter coming back. Uh, the, Manny has a great reputation as a, as a D.C. along the way, and – you know, a lot like Brent, he's he's aggressive along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've heard that hire, what ran through your mind? Well, the name recognition and what he brings. I yeah. mean, this is somebody that kids are going to know. I mean, he was just the head coach at the U. I mean, <laughs> yeah. people know who he is. So you don't have to look up his, go searching through, you know, the Internet for his for his resume, you kind of know. And I think Penn State is now, I mean, James, how many head coaches does he now have in the game from his staff? That says a lot right there. Mm-hmm. But then being able to bring in a guy who is just the head coach for three years at a place like Miami mm-hmm. that has his reputation in it. Similar, I mean, Penn State has been known for getting to the quarterback. I mean, there's some in some ways you might think they need to ratchet that up in, in some regards last year or so, but for other reasons. But Manny's that type of guy. You, you know, look at his track record of his team tackles for losses and sacks, and that's comes right at you. That's right what Penn State has been doing for, you know, the last 10 years easily, being one of the teams always leading the country or close to leading in the top 10 and getting to the quarterback. And, and that's how that, that's their style. 
So this fits. This works. There's another element to it as well. Manny's been sitting in that head coaching job chair, which is a different chair than any other chair you're going to sit in. Okay. James can now talk to somebody on the staff that understands the, the life of the CEO part of it that, you know, he can bounce things off of because they've sat in the same chair. Right. And you know what? This is the kind of hire that Alabama's making, that Ohio State makes. Yes. Okay, right. We're not just throwing it out there because they make them. They make them and they're successful. Okay, this is part of their their success. I mean, who did Alabama? Oh, they need an offensive coordinator. Let's go just get Bill O'Brien. I, right. mean, yeah. I mean, this is, this is I, you know, whether you agree or like it or not, this is what college football and success in college football is. This is part of being able to do this. This is part of it, is you develop guys that go to become head coaches, even if they're only there a few years, and you bring in guys that are at the top of their game. And it, even if Manny is only there for a couple of years, that, you know, that's what you got to do. And that's what the big boys are doing, and that's what Penn State is doing. Uh, National Signing Day, uh, you know, there'll be some talk about you know when to do it, but it's going to be this time around. You know, obviously, it's it's the fifteenth. It's tomorrow. Obviously, there's how high is the interest in your area? Not because it's just Penn State, but because there's a quarterback <laughs> in, in your area that has ached for years to come here. Yeah, I don't know if Penn State, if your county, our league, York and Adams County, has ever had a scholarship quarterback at Penn State, ever. So Bo Perbula is a big deal. And um, that just takes it to another level because, you know, it's a lot of Penn State fans down here anyway because we have a branch campus here and it's just it's Pennsylvania. But, but yeah, that is a different level, and I think – this to me is James most could be you could say it's his most important recruiting class at Penn State. I think it might have some of it could be you could argue it's his best. Certainly has probably the most star power. I mean, Nick Singleton, Gatorade Player of the Year in the country, Drew Alar, the number one quarterback, and oh yeah, then there's Bo Prabula, um, who would be getting more attention in other years, right? But don't sleep on the kid. He. Um, the intangibles, and you, you know, you always hear it, but guys like Zach Mills, Trace McSorley, that's that's kind of what we're – that's the mold here, I think. Yeah, um, always interesting. Uh, have you done anything with all this action going on? Have you really had a chance to do anything about Arkansas yet? Well, I know they lost their best player receiver is yeah. not playing in yeah. the game. That's yeah. A, yeah, Trey, that, that's forty yeah. percent of their pass offense is trailing Burks. Yep. Right. Their quarterback, I think, you know, looking at his production and how he's done it is kind of startling. I mean, the kid is big and he's great passing numbers, but his running numbers. Yeah. Penn State hasn't played Penn State has not dealt Penn State's defense has not dealt with a quarterback quite like Arkansas's QB this season. So that's a unique challenge in the way they run the ball with, you know, three other running backs. So that's a unique challenge. And you got to know, here's the other thing. Arkansas is going to be coming out, to me, wanting to win this game. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I think they're going to come out like Kentucky was three years ago. That's going to be the type of challenge that Penn State's going to have to meet is that you're going to be playing a team that wants this game badly, even without their star receiver. So Penn State's going to have to match that intensity of uh, the day. And by the way, just so everyone understands, bumper pool 
who is a by, by the way does not start right bumper pool does not start but that actually is his given name so just it's great <laughs> bumper they're, and you know and their linebackers have are very productive oh. with those with huge numbers so yeah grant uh, grant morgan was named the burlsworth trophy winner uh you know the one that uh, matt mcgloin won as the guy that's gone from a former walk-on to a scholarship player and he won that award for them. Morgan, 31, is a really good player. But then there's always bumper pool. <laughs> Absolutely. See, how did how did Joe and, and Pensy never play Arkansas? That's my other biggest question. Yeah, you know what? That's a great question because I've never once heard the name come up. Like For example, they had Auburn scheduled in 1983. They had them scheduled. They're going to come to Beaver Stadium. And that's why, okay. they, that's why they ended up playing Brown because Auburn backed out. Uh, wow. Tennessee... It was supposed to come here twice in the 70s, backed out. Uh, Arkansas was in the Southwest Conference, and it never happened for whatever reason. I don't even think it ever came up. The only Arkansas game I've ever done in my career was an NCAA tournament game between Penn State and Arkansas. Right. So never a chance in a bowl game. No, never a chance in a bowl game. Just never has happened. So, Which I think adds a lot to it because there's it. this is different. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, again, it's a it's a team that has a tradition, but it's I think it's a kind of a re, rejuvenated team yeah. that's going to want to win this game, no matter who's out there. Like they're going to be playing this hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, to, to that. Remember, go. Let's go back to what September when they beat Texas. Finally, yeah. got a chance to play Texas. I mean, and, they took Alabama down. They made Alabama sweat in the yeah. in the toward the end of that game. So no question. No question. Interesting. Good, good but, chance for Penn State to actually kind of do their recovery. I mean, this is a big thing for next year. But I mean, I think if you're a fan and a team, you'd want to you want to end this up. The no right way. question, and, and look, look the right way. Exactly, and not only that, this would be a really good win, and it would be their second SEC one of the season. So, hey, yeah. Frank, thank you so much. Thanks can't so wait to can't wait to, can't wait to see you down the road. We'll talk again soon. All right, sounds great.